We personally think 2024 should be the year of Treat Yourself. And what better way to start this new year of Treat Yourself than with the gift of self-pleasure? And we have just the right way to do it with Svacom, award-winning luxury line of adult toys. They have toys for foreplay, app-controlled vibrators, and more. Even better, they're running a 12 days of gifting deal where you can get 40% off your favorite toys from now until January 6th. Each day, a different toy will be 40% off. To get the daily discount code during Svakum's 12 Days of Gifting, visit Svakum's Instagram page at Svakum the Official. And check back to Swipe Fat's Instagram page on January 6th because you might just be able to win a special Svakum gift from us. We're partnering with NOCD to raise awareness about OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's Relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. If you think you may be struggling with Relationship OCD, there's hope. NOCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NOCD therapists are trained in exposure response prevention therapy, the gold standard treatment for OCD. With NOCD, you can do virtual, live, face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed, specialty-trained therapists. It's affordable, and they accept most major insurance plans. Breaking the relationship OCD cycle takes effective treatment. To get started with NOCD, go to NOCD.com to book a free 15-minute call. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. How was your New Year's? Barchel. What'd you do? I just sat on my couch. Me too. Yeah. Um, Wasn't even going to watch the ball drop. And then a friend of mine was like, you know that Nashville has a ball drop. And I was like, okay, I'll do a country <laughs> so music watch one. Nashville? <laughs> yeah, except it was Leonard Skinner. And I was like, okay, this isn't what I was expecting. <laughs> Is that them? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Leonard Skinner's like, I don't well, know. now I got to Google it. I know. Me too. Oh, that's definitely Sweet, Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. I thought so. I just dun, dun, dun. now I feel like a bad country music fan. Well, I sang Def Leppard, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> same same genre of uh, time, not music. Same decade. Uh, te- same decade. <laughs> same decade. We're not even same year, but same decade. Decade. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone had long hair. Yeah, that's all we or know. Some eyeliner. <laughs> potentially <sighs> how was yours so you said you 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 did a lot actually what do you mean you were like crafting and like oh. vision boarding oh you i mean, literally you mean just I made these? yeah you made a um i made lego a lego bouquet yeah i love it i love it's it so very much. cute um you made a lego bouquet and you did a vision board I did and my you, vision board like cooked i just feel like you did a lot in a yeah. good way yeah. Okay. So, uh, I just feel like I need a lot of luck this year. So I did a lot of things to like, you know, maybe help me, you know, who knows new year's Eve. I opened a bottle and I made my Lego flowers Thought I was going to make just one se- the first pack. There's four packs in there. <laughs> I made all four, um, kind <laughs> of obsessed. 
uh, I will never date somebody who like is a Lego person. No, you know, because that cannot be no, because you make them and then they have to stay around your house. Yeah, but you get like a whole room for them. Yeah. That's um, like being into guys who like Marvel or comic books. You just yeah. have to know you're going to have a room that's dedicated yeah. to that. That's not really my thing. But <laughs> yeah, but what if it's all in just a room? Maybe. Maybe. My my old boss married someone who's very, very into comics and like Marvel and like all of that. And she, the whole basement is his and it's just basic. Mm-hmm. And in never in my life would I expected her to end up with someone like that. Yeah. But he treats her so well. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful so never say never never say never never say never they have beautiful um, love they have a beautiful love yeah maybe i could get he I just see- happens to like marvel figurines yeah <laughs> we can get over that if they're 100%. the right person totally uh, <laughs> i just wouldn't say on my like manifestation list that no i would put that you know yeah fair that's you know so i uh, i did that i ate some caviar Mm-hmm. as I, I have done um I ate 12 grapes underneath my kitchen little counter you know the grapes night. were all sold out <laughs> I bought them that day that morning they had no, them at the grocery store morning sure after they were all sold out like, oh. um I mean they were pretty picked over I don't want to know what happened to my grapes that I got before um I got them because a lady was like in the bag grabbing them trying them um and not mm. in the bag that I got but in other bags mm. so I'm sure mine were also tried That's um, all and tasted. To do is wash them a little bit yeah. I washed them I got some green cotton candy grapes I popped those bad boys in my mouth at midnight very hard to do when under a minute um yeah but i did it ish if ever knew if you people don't know because people were messaging me because i was like how are they all sold out um it's a tiktok trend but it's not a tiktok i know it's a spanish culture thing but the way that it's been put on tiktok is that if you eat them you'll get a boyfriend underneath a table yeah Yeah, but that's not what the actual tradition is like no it's it's no the spaniards do yeah 12 in a minute and then you make a wish for each one and then like so say like on March, you made your wish, but you ate that one and it was a little sour. You might have like a little sour March. That's like what their tradition is. But for some reason, if you eat 12 grapes at midnight underneath the table, you will find your soulmate. Correct. That's what TikTok's been saying. Yeah. So everyone's like, that's why they're all sold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I contributed to it. <laughs> I also ate pork, a ring cake, pomegranates. Black eyed peas. I feel like something else. Um, <laughs> extra good luck and prosperity and all the things. So many things. So all the, th- you know. I did nothing for cautionary. No. Well, my family <laughs> always does pork, black eyed peas, and usually collard greens, but I wasn't going to okay. make a whole thing of collard greens myself, you know? Fair. Um, so, yeah, but I did it just, I mean, you know, some some little luck going into 2024. And because it's fun. Like, it's silly and fun. Yeah. Why not? Everyone needs more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, According to my astrologer, my year is going to be wild. That's good. And I'm into it. So, <laughs> full of adventure. Perfect. And change. And fun. And love. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, I just did the underneath the counter just for extra luck. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I feel like I just said a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't. So I didn't do anything precautionary and I met no one to tell me my future. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have nothing to tell there. However, 
I will say that um, I I don't really like doing resolutions. Yes. Do you they make just... vision boards? No. No. Okay. I have in the past, but I just don't really feel like Inclined. it. I know. Um. So I. My one thing that I would like to add more of, because I don't like resolutions, I feel like a lot of people do like just like things they want like less of like, oh, I need to be like cooking. I don't know, ordering yeah. out less or, you know, all this stuff. I just want more movement. I want okay. to add things. And I think like for me, the movement thing is always like I pressure myself to like have, go to the gym specifically mm-hmm. like three times a week and um if I only do two that I get really mad at myself and then I'll oh. like get off the wagon because I'm like you can't even do three like yeah. you shouldn't even do two you know so that's like usually how it goes like Day down culture downhill that's and I just want to yeah like just you know maybe do more walks or something yeah so that's my resolution in quotes your goal just your thing well it's like a goal either I don't want to put like a thing around it where it like makes it too scary because then you don't want to do it because you're like shit I'm already not doing the thing that I said I was gonna do also because I fell and hurt my butt and I yeah my tailbone it's my tailbone it's still swollen and I did go on a hour-long walk um after Christmas and like it was flaring the next day Mm. so I was like I can't it feels sucky that I can't even like do the thing that I like want to be doing maybe we do a like a 20 minute like we don't have to go full force with everything I wasn't really the whole point of me doing this walk was I walked to a wine bar and then I was going to take a rest at the wine bar Mm -hmm. and have wine and the wine bar was closed so I had to just walk home and so it was an hour long but it would have been broken up okay Anyway, no one needs to know that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's my my thing for the year. And I I think that um that's good enough. A hundred percent. Like you don't have to have a goal. You don't have to have a realization. I don't usually even have one ever. So this mm-hmm. is new for me. Yeah, I'm not a resolution girly. I am a like just like I like to put like things I want to do within the year and make a vision board um and just put it on my phone background and they're just like good vibes Mm -hmm. I see it and it helps me do what I want to do at least that's in my head what happens no I think that's actually true I made one once and most of the things like came yeah true I like say like that it's like manifesting because you're actually looking at it and seeing what Mm -hmm. you want yeah I don't think that they're yeah but I'm not a resol like a resolution girl I never put qualifier on anything yeah because that's not you know or I, I don't do, I want to lose weight. Like none of those. Yeah. I'm, for years, I'm sure I did. Like if we're yeah, honest, I, I did. Yeah, but like most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll lose 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 mm-hmm. pounds. Yeah. Craziness. Well, I think the our guest today is going to be great for anyone looking for some I don't know, just general like encouragement for the new year. I mean, we're getting all of these new year, new me emails, text messages. We're just getting a lot of it. And like, why can't we just be happy with ourselves, who we are? Yes, exactly. And 
our guest today is Gabrielle Richards, and she is a licensed body positive coach. Just so interesting. So interesting. We talked about how interesting we thought it was yeah. for about 15 minutes. We're like, how did you get this license? Yeah. How did you find out about it? And <laughs> we get it. Exactly. <laughs> She's also the brand director for Shaperman and BotCon. So we're excited to have her on to talk about her journey, her body confidence journey, and then tips on how to work towards body confidence in general. Because um, I think those are all things that we can use a little pep talk on at the top of the year. Hi, Gabrielle. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. Us too. We, I mean, Nikki and I haven't, I think, talked about it four times today, how we're, how excited we are to have um, this body confidence coach on, especially mm-hmm. to start off the new year. Um, I think it's something that everyone probably needs a reset with. I agree. I mean, already maybe like two or three months ago, like you'll go to a Barnes and Noble and start seeing the planners, right? 2024. Mm -hmm. And like, now's the time to set your goals. And one thing about confidence is that, or to be on a confident journey, you you can start and stop at any point of the year, right? Because it's not a linear road or pathway, right? There's peaks and valleys. And um, so I say that to say, like, you don't have to wait for 2024 to start. And if you're listening and you're already in 2024, but you didn't start on January 1st, that's totally okay. I feel like we get so wrapped up in this, like January is like the reset button for like life. And it's like any, any day can be that day. (laughs) Seriously, like any day you can have that aha moment. And, you know, I often tell people because yes, I'm a licensed body positivity coach and, you know, I'd spend a lot of my, you know, work like professional and, um, non-professional, so to speak, you know, focusing on impacting women's lives, making them feel more confident within the skin at their end. But I'm on this journey too, right? Mm-hmm. I have some moments where I don't feel great about myself. And most recently, maybe about three weeks ago, I was like, my knees hurt. I need to make a change. And ladies, like, uh, like going onto the airplane and like traveling a lot, like my body was in so much pain. And I decided to go seek a physical trainer, mm-hmm. a personal trainer that can also do physical therapy with me. So my like limbs can move and not about losing weight or all right. that. Cause I know you guys have been seeing like the Ozempic chatter and all mm-hmm. of that. It's like, you know, I'm thick, curvy, fat, happy. <laughs> I want to be able to like move my limbs and, you know, be able to enjoy my body be strong yeah and there should be nothing wrong with that yes we grew up thinking that like you had to work out or you worked Mm -hmm. out to lose weight and there's so many other benefits that I always forget until I'm like working out I'm like oh yeah it's great yeah Yeah. you actually do feel happy even though like it sucks like waking up getting there in the moment (laughs) after yeah like the whole process i I sleep better when i when i work Mm -hmm. out yeah i do yeah except for those times where i have anxiety when i have like an early session and i'm like thinking for like i know oh i gotta wake up and then i gotta find like my workout gear and then i gotta figure out like you know Mm -hmm. if you're late they're gonna charge you yeah so so after you get past that anxiety (laughs) and actually show up which is like the hardest part, then it's a breeze. Totally. Okay. So tell us how you got to be a licensed body positivity coach. Like how did that 
process? How did you get to that process? Sure. And I apologize in advance because this is like going to be a long winded story. (laughs) Um, So my pathway to confidence actually started when I was in grad school. So I have a master's degree in fashion design and um, I went to Drexel University from 2007 to 2010. And um, prior to going to Drexel, I have a um, a bachelor's degree in economics. And so super unique for me to kind of like switch gears in terms of what I wanted my uh, profession to be. Um, I had a lot of those questions, like actually applying to design school, like, you know, you've been, you know, focused in math and sciences, like, why do you want to go into fashion? And, you know, I, I said to the recruiter, like, I want to make an impact in fashion. Growing up in New York, you know, we see tons of magazines on the stands. And, you know, I come from a family of plus size curvy women who disliked their bodies significantly. And I thought that that they were so beautiful, but I said, I want to be able to make a change in what we see in society, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that well-crafted, right, in terms of what I wanted to do, but now it's so clear to me in this present day. Um, so when I started design school, um, you have a few exercises that you have to do. You have to illustrate your designs, and we use something called croquis, where you um, it's basically like a, a template, like kind of like a paper doll, and you draw your fashion on top of it. And I would always draw my croquis with like like hips, thighs, and like you know, basically a, a reflection of myself. And um, our professors were like, no, this is not industry. This is not industry standard. Like industry standard is a size four. And even on the dress forms, industry standard was a four or a six. Like if you used a size eight, that was like, you know, being a bit disruptive. And right. so I was like, I need to make a change. Um, so 2010, I graduate. Um, you know, before I graduated, I had an internship at MTV and that was like eye opening. I worked in the wardrobe department and um, I was helping the stylists like style the uh, video DJs. And, you know, I'm aging myself because some people probably don't even know what TRL is. <laughs> oh, TRL <laughs> but- is gospel. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was like the jam, like especially like looking at their outfits. So it was like men and women and I remember in particular, I would like style a lot of the guys. And I realized then that men sometimes don't feel that confident about themselves and the different outfits like that we were trying to make them wear and convincing them to wear certain colors and stripes and all of that, which stripes show up poorly on camera, no matter what size you are. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, I, I want to help people period, right? So when I graduated 2010's recession, I moved back um, to New York from Philly. And it was so difficult for me to land a job within fashion. And I, you know, started to spiral like negatively, I felt like I wasn't getting a job in fashion because I didn't look the part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I've always been a curvy girl, I, even, you know, at my most fit, like I played lacrosse in college. And even though I was strong, I was still plus sized and, right. you know, and not in a harmful way, but my coaches would be like, oh, I thought you were going to like drop 10 pounds this summer. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was trying, you know, but, <laughs> but it's just like, it, it didn't happen for me. And so because I felt like I wasn't getting selected for roles because of the way my body looked, I started to tear myself apart a lot. And um, 
still, I'm a hustler heart. So I was interning at different companies and uh, PR and landed an internship for a beauty brand. And during that time at the beauty brand, I was able to reestablish a stronger sense of self. Mm -hmm. And because I was able to help women feel more confident through a beauty lens. So this brand, they sold premium hair extensions and we would have some women who were battling cancer or um, just had like a tractional alopecia or just like could not grow the hair due to lupus. So I started to realize that, you know, beauty, first of all, is, you know, skin deep, like, there's so many things that can impact someone's self-esteem and it was also too a lot of fun right to be in that environment and um you know be a part of making women feel beautiful feel more confident and um I quickly landed a uh, marketing role at this brand I was there with them for about nine years and then um after my hustle because like I said I'm a hustler um I was recruited for a brand called Shaperman mm-hmm so at Shapermint, um, they, at the time, I think they were around for about two years before I came aboard and they were going through like um, repositioning and, you know, focusing more on their brand positioning. And um, their mission from day one was always about body positivity. And I, at that time, was a self-proclaimed body positive advocate, like through my own personal social media, through my blog. Um, but I said, okay, I at the time was a senior brand manager at Shapermint, and I was tasked with really making sure that our messaging and our imagery is tied into our mission of making women feel more confident and also to and back then, this is what, three years ago, body positivity, that that was the thing, right? Right. So I did a lot of research and um, found an organization that offers certifications to okay. become a licensed body positive coach. And I didn't even know that something like this existed. And so okay. it was called Body Positive Org. And it was founded by two women who, um, one of them, I believe their daughters had um, battled eating disorder and another one um, had one herself. And so they're both um, uh, psychologists or clinicians. I'm like messing that up. So sorry <laughs> in advance, I'll find their proper titles. <laughs> but they created this really cool framework that I've never seen before where they tapped into intuitive eating. So when you're eating, actually eating for like purpose and enjoying your meal and not um, like doing certain like portion controls because you're so focused on your weight and your body mm. image. And um, one of the exercises they had us do was write a story to your grandparent or to somebody that's a part of your lineage. And I realized then that to become more body positive or to become more body confident and had everything to, to do with how you feel inside and less to do with how you physically look. So that was such a big mental shift for myself. And I was able to take a lot of those learnings and reinforce that messaging through our communication touch points, through our photography. We took a stance on not Photoshopping or editing the body, right? Because mm -hmm. within like a shapewear brand or, you know, beauty you know, or lingerie, like the, the body is always like a, a typical shape, like this hourglass, perfect, curvy shape. And yeah. we wanted to disrupt that, right? Because women come in all shapes and sizes. And whether you identify as a woman or even men, all shapes in different sizes, right? So we're going to show the lumps, the bumps, the, the curves, what some might deem as an imperfection. We're going to highlight it because we're all beautiful. 
and there's beauty in in every facet of us because that's what makes us unique. So um, I became certified, and from that, I was like, okay, now what, right? <laughs> what are you doing with this certification? So it's continuous education. So when I received that certification, there it was just body positivity. Then it transformed into body confidence, and now we're seeing body neutrality. So right. there's so many different forms of this, and you know, body positivity or the body positive movement started as a way to uh, represent or celebrate marginalized bodies. But we saw a huge shift from that, right? It started to become a bit more glorified and certain body types, types were being shown and we started seeing certain influencers that were the only ones that were like the like poster child or children of the movement. So a lot of work is still needed for this. Mm-hmm. A lot of education is still necessary. And because I think I still see the confusion every single day of what body confidence is. And luckily, and I'll I'll stop speaking in a second, but luckily, um, you know, where now I'm now part of the BODCON, which is a confidence boosting community to help, you know, promote body acceptance and help to get you onto a path to feeling more uh, confident within the skin that you're in. That is yeah. quite a journey. I know. I told y'all it was a ride. <laughs> it's such, that's a cool program though. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that they do that. So yeah, what I'm going to send you guys the link. Yeah, so you can yeah. Check it out too. Yeah. Cause people might be interested in like taking or trying to get licensed. Um, well, what would you say your definition of body confidence is then? Like, wrap it up, like, you know, in a more... Little bow. Yeah. Yes. So through being at the BogCon, we recently launched a confidence course. And one of the um, course speakers, her name is Nicole Khalil, and she summed it up so perfectly. And I had never looked at confidence this way, but confidence is about trust. So literally building trust with yourself and, you know, in order to build trust, you have to create certain rituals, you have to create some agreements um, with yourself to, to get you into loving and accepting who you are. You can wake up and not feel confident at all. And sometimes I do, I wake up and I'm just like not jazzed with what I'm seeing in the mirror. And that is okay. Because some days you don't trust yourself, right? Or some days you may not trust your, you know, partners or your friends or whatever, but it's about creating that safe space. And so confidence, again, is all about trust. Do you trust yourself? How can you develop a better relationship with yourself? Hmm. I've never thought of it that way. Me neither. (laughs) That's really interesting. I would say it's probably the same with dating too yes like I agree you have to like trust that you know what you want kind of yeah well it's being in tune with yourself and trusting like your gut right yeah Mm, interesting it's all internal baby (laughs) all internal 100% but what would tie into dating though because I feel like sometimes when people start to date, they're trying to find happiness, right? Mm -hmm. And, or some reassurance. And sometimes you're not going to find that in the partner. You need to find that in yourself first. Mm -hmm. And my experience in dating, when I didn't love myself that much or wasn't feeling that great about myself, I was in toxic relationships or I didn't know how to communicate as a good partner. Like I wasn't a good partner. And 
I feel like now I'm in a super healthy relationship because I have a stronger sense of self. Mm -hmm. I definitely like in the times that I was the lowest for me was definitely like I got fired from a job and um, my sense of self is, was so wrapped up in that, like, mm -hmm. you know, like my career that I just crumbled. So I was in not even like, I just felt like I was attracting trash people mm -hmm. into my life, mm -hmm. you know? So I look back and there were like a bunch, and not just men, but also relationships with mm -hmm. friends. Like I met a bunch of people around that time who were not good people. It was like, almost like your pickers off because mm -hmm. you lost some confidence, you know, like you need yeah. to like in that back before you can kind of like jump in not to say you can't meet good people when you're mm -hmm. not feeling your best I don't think that that's true but I do think that like for me anyway I was definitely mm -hmm. attracting the wrong kind of people yeah it's not like your decision making is a bit skewed because yeah you're just you're it's kind of like is you ever heard the phrase like you are what you eat which I'm like okay what what does that mean right, right. but with, <laughs> with like maybe like dating or relationships it's like you're attracting what you're putting out right mm -hmm. and so if you're not feeling great or um you're battling low self-esteem like that energy is radiating radiating out and you might be attracting people that gravitate towards that so it like I feel like if you're going on a pathway of starting to date and being out there you first got to do the inner work with yourself yeah for sure. Well, what are a few ways that you think somebody can help build their body confidence? Do you have yes. like a couple of steps that like are your go-tos? Yes, I do. So first things first is just starting. Identifying that you do want to improve how you feel about yourself, right? That's step one, right? Mm -hmm. Making that commitment that you're going to do the work. The second thing is get try to get rid of that negative self-talk. So I know sometimes you hear like that inner critic in your head, like saying mean things to yourself. Like just think about being in a dressing room, right? You're grabbing items, which nowadays not that many great, you know, plus size items at stores, but you know, you find something and you're trying it on and you immediately start tearing yourself apart. Like, oh, you know, my thighs for me, it's my thighs, right? It's always been my thighs. Like, oh, this doesn't look good on me. Oh my gosh. Oh, I need to go on a diet. Wait, pause. No, you just survived the last three years of being in a pandemic and you did what you had to do to get through, why are you tearing yourself apart about, you know, this pair of jeans is probably fast fashion anyway, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. Um, so you, you gotta try to, when you think of something negative about yourself, like note, notice that you're doing it, try to stop yourself in your tracks and then try to supplement it with something that is a little bit more positive or just acknowledge. Cause some days you just don't have any positive things to say, but just acknowledge that you're doing it. Then a third thing that I recommend 
And this is for people that like to journal or jot down, you know, positive mantras. I like to write things on post-its and um, it's a little bit of manifestation and just a little bit of like positive self-talk, like saying, you know, you're great. Or for me, I've been digging the Sherry Shepard show lately and I'm like, I'm going to meet Sherry Shepard, right? And I'm like, I'm putting that on my post-it. So <laughs> things that just make you feel good or memories that you you felt super amaz amazing at, like try to put that up, right? Whether it's on your mirror or, you know, on a vision board so that you can remind yourself of these things, right? And then finding a good support group. So um, doing a reflection of like your close friends and family and thinking to yourself, um, when you're at your lowest, who do you feel most comfortable talking to, right? And if you don't have a lot of those people, then I will say it's time to start building your, you know, core group of people that's going to make you feel good. And the same goes for social media. So it's been proven that social media can make people feel um you know, not great about themselves, but social media can also make you feel better if you strategically decide who do you want to follow on mm -hmm. social media, right? On mm -hmm. Instagram, on X, on, you know, TikTok, whoever the platforms of your choice are, try to find, you know, three to five people that you love that are inspiring, that makes you feel great. And you know that when you go to your feed, it's going to, when you go to their feed, it's going to bring you joy mm -hmm. so that if you're scrolling, because it's, you know, inevitable, right? We love to say, guys, monitor your, you know, the time you use your apps, but let's right. be honest, you sometimes <laughs> you're in bed and you're scrolling, make sure what you see is something that's going to make you feel good and not bad. Yeah. I think those are all great things. Good starters, especially for yeah. 2024. Yeah. We're singing. We're singing <laughs> in 2024. Okay. I like to sing. She does. <laughs> it's something that makes me happy. <laughs> Do you think in 2024 there is space for body positivity? Because we've like been having this discussion. Does mm -hmm. the world want body positivity? We know we need it, but like, mm -hmm. is there a space for it right now? Yeah, I think now more than ever, there's a space for body acceptance. So I feel like body positivity has transitioned out and body acceptance and neutrality is like, is now in, right? Um, the reason why I'm saying that is because when body positivity was like hot and heavy and everybody was focusing on it, it was like, you know, like say great things about yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're great. You're amazing. And we weren't focusing on you're good how you are right? You're great how you are, right? Like accept who you are in this moment. And I think, you know, this transition from that to body acceptance is great because we are seeing so much chatter in the media right now about like heroin chic and, you know, mm -hmm. different like weight loss drugs and, you know, Botox. Like I literally was on IG the other day, like staring at like Botox injections for the lips. And I'm like, oh, do I need to get my lips done? You know, <laughs> and I should have the liberty to do that and not mm -hmm. be shamed for it. Because again, if we're saying accept your body, you can literally do whatever you want to your body, right? If it makes you feel good. But we're saying doing it, do it in a healthy way, right? Do it in a way where you're, you're not doing it because someone told you you needed to do it, right? right? So I think just because, you know, I'm in this space, 
I'm in the industry, but I'm also on the marketing side. I see a lot of brands trying to focus and put their marketing dollars and trying to improve the way men and women are viewing themselves, right? I think the last few years, we've seen a lot of different movements, whether it was, you know, BLM or, um, you know, movements in terms of celebrating your shape and wearing confidence, shout out to Shapermet. Um, <laughs> but we've seen this shift and people know, or brands and um businesses know that the consumers, they're leading the way, right? They're literally telling you what they want to see, what they want to hear. So I don't, I wouldn't just say body positivity is dead. I feel like it's transformed into a bigger conversation. Yeah. Do you feel like it's because maybe, and I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe I'm just thinking it this way, like body positivity seemed to be more about actual plus size bodies and now body acceptance is more about like everyone wants to be a part of the conversation so it's sort of 100%. like transformed okay yeah 100%. I think that's I feel like I've seen a lot of people like really mad mm -hmm. um <laughs> that it is transitioning because it feels like we don't want to share the conversation yeah. does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah and you know what i i can understand that right because again the movement was started from marginalized bodies and bodies right. that were not being represented or seen and then it blossomed into just marginalized bodies but now plus bodies but a certain type of plus bodies right let's right. let's be clear if you had that perfect hourglass shape that was being celebrated but not like you know box shapes or different shapes that you know aren't glorified within media and so i applaud that body acceptance is um helping all people feel better about themselves because you know it's not necessarily a fat problem, a skinny problem, right? It's right. again, how do you feel on the inside? And our bodies change constantly. One moment you can be a size eight, another moment you could be a size 22, right? It's just a lot of different life factors. And even as women, our bodies change from aging to hormones, to motherhood. And so I think it's important to recognize, you know, different stages of people's lives and um, creating resources to um, make them feel more confident within the skin that they're in. And, you know, the, the bigger question is, how do we, you know, create community for marginalized groups to still feel seen and supported. And I, mm -hmm. I think that's where finding, you know, your core group of friends and internet friends is important, right? Um, at the BogCon, we try to celebrate all shapes, but, mm -hmm. you know, to be quite frank, we definitely see, you know, a larger uh, percentage of our community base who are plus size bodies mm -hmm. because they haven't found their community where they feel confident and they feel seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know. I, I think that I'm seeing like one positive from the where it's being moved from body positive to body acceptance, where it's like, I feel like people are understanding a little bit, like meaning straight size people mm -hmm. are understanding a little bit better, maybe how we could feel differently than they do. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And they're talking about it better, I feel. Um Mm -hmm. I mean, like even my dad and I had a whole conversation about this this weekend, actually, because I feel like it took him a really long time to like stop talking 
self-negative in front of us and um that I feel like you know it's not it's not like his fault but it does make you do it too so I think it's gonna have a positive trickle down effect um Mm -hmm. but yeah I think there is you know like where where do our voices live now is it's a little defeated now I don't know like you were talking about I feel like there aren't as many like all the plus size models that were in in campaigns there aren't that many anymore they're getting social media campaigns but not like Mm. other campaigns so it feels like our voice is like diminished yeah in a way we've seen a significant decline in um, runway shows specifically this past new york fashion week where you know a few years ago there was like a higher percentage of like plus size bodies on the mm-hmm. walkway and even though i say higher percentage is still super small yeah. in comparison yeah. but now it's even lower and you know i i don't know why that focus has shift shifted from it right i I feel like we were on a, a good pathway to making some change. Um, and we even see it with like brands like Victoria's Secret. They were like, oh, you know, we're going to focus on all bodies. But then th- they try to do it and then they still get like, you know, a lot of negative backlash mm-hmm. about it. Like people are like, oh, no, now it's too late. But and I'm they like, only no, went but- to double XL. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I'm like, so I feel like people are making efforts. But for me, like one of my like, biggest passions and I'm just going to say it to you guys first because I haven't started talking about this is that I want to investigate the correlation between business and confidence and you're like what is like the the dollar amount that we can attach to this because sometimes you brands need to understand that you know to cater to all sizes is profitable You don't need to stop at a 2XL. You Mm -hmm. don't need to stop at an 18, right? If we're saying specifically here in America that a a large percentage of, you know, women or, you know, um, female identifying consumers are plus size, would it make sense to offer product to them, especially if they have that disposable income to purchase? And give us a chance to know that it's in stores. Yeah. And actually (laughs) shop in stores because we have not been doing it for so long that part yeah such a I feel like it's such like a circle it is it is very cyclical because like I think in a circle because I think we are making progress but it also like feels like we're declining with the you know heroin chic that is being you know pushed out in front of our faces again it's like love your body but maybe don't like so it's like it's really hard with like but you can take these drugs yeah I'm super (laughs) confident in myself but it's like well maybe I should maybe I should but it's like I love myself who I am right now like I can yeah. if I want but like do I sh- it's the like being told I should that like is making me like want to not like me seeking it out myself yeah it, it is conflicting messaging because I again I go through that too like I told you guys I started you know my fitness journey and then I'm like well I could just go get the shots. But then I'm like, well, no, because I started my fitness journey because my body was in pain. And I don't know, you know, what the uh, adverse effects could be with taking this drug. But I, too, am not going to bash the other folks that are taking it. Like some of our favorite celebrities are doing it, right? So you, you see people that you love in the media and you see what they look like. And then, of course, naturally, you want to do it. And so I will say it is a lot of confusing messages out there. And like, how do you not succumb to it? Mm -hmm. Um, Again, building community, 
exactly what you both are doing now with like your podcast and having the conversations because I, what I would say is so different from today versus 20 years ago, we weren't speaking about it. Right. Right. We were, some people were choosing to suffer in silence or like, even what you just mentioned with your dad, like he's making an uh, effort to not, you know, do negative self-talk for yeah. you guys. Like I grew up with my mom, like, you know, going to like Bally's gym and Weight Watchers and you're know, like doing all these things because she just was not happy. Yeah. And present day she's in her 60s and she's like oh I'm confident and I'm like snap it (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's having the dialogue and you both doing the work and I I, want to encourage you both to continue having these dialogues these conversations and trying to like touch at least two people you know per day so that they can have the conversations with their crew you know right yeah I think you're right. It's super important. And also who you follow, like you said, Mm -hmm. I think is so, so important in this day and age because, you know, you have to make sure you're following people who are giving you a message that's lifting Mm -hmm. you, not making you. Mm -hmm. Um, I I had to do a a little bit of unfollowing, you know, where from stuff that's been happening lately and yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it's so hard because um especially when we see like celebrities that we look up to um who probably maybe were fat or Mm -hmm. um were bigger and then see them like it feels like they're succumbing to societal standards and that might not be Mm -hmm. the truth right like that's just my own narrative that I'm making up like yeah anyone can lose they and you have autonomy over your own body so if Mm -hmm. you need to be doing something it's none of my business why you're Mm -hmm. doing it right um but I think sometimes it feels like you're you're losing the only people you can look at for mm. inspiration. And that's I think that's the hard part. And but I also don't want those people to feel like they have to be the spokesperson. So it's yeah. just such a it's a double edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think Lizzo said this a few years ago when she be, literally became the poster child of the body positive movement. And she's like, right. I didn't sign up for that. Right. Like. I just wanted to wear a leotard and play my flute. Like, you know, like that's not what I wanted. And then now we're looking at Mindy Kaling and we're assuming again, she wanted to be like at the face of the movement. And she's like, no, just do my thing. I just want to be funny and, you know, wear my fashions. And so I, I think we do place a lot of pressure on celebrities, right? To be that for us but again confidence and trust like trusting you so Mm -hmm. looking in the mirror at yourself and trying to be the inspiration for yourself that you need right totally and and that ties into dating like when you're looking for your partner and and saying okay i I want this 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 and that and then you got to ask yourself well do i have this 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 and that too Mm -hmm. right except um if you want someone who cooks because I don't do that and yeah. I just want someone to do it for me <laughs> isn't that the truth I, I feel like our generation we don't be cooking no I don't know what happened I'm really good at ordering yes <laughs> so good at ordering <laughs> but you know what I do surprise myself when I actually do cook but like uh-huh. as a single girl we don't like single person you it's hard to cook yeah I think that's right it's it's hard like cooking for another person two people makes it so much easier so much easier I agree I I think I have girl dinner down to a science (laughs) like I I was telling my husband um you know 
before I got with him, like some days I had like this specific Wendy's order, like it was a dollar menu, it was like a potato, a chili and a chicken nugget. And like, that was my meal. <laughs> Everyone has one of those. Everyone has one. It got me through. Yeah. You have to have those comfort meals. When I had like zero dollars in my bank account, we'd go to McDonald's for lunch and do a McDouble and small fry because it would be like three dollars. Yes. <laughs> Not anymore. No. I know. Now Not it's anymore. like twelve. Yeah. Somehow my my spicy McChicken and a Diet Coke was like seven dollars. I'm like, how? It's disturbing, yeah. right? Yeah. I got Chipotle <laughs> the other day and it was like 30. Oh my god. You got it delivered? I got it delivered. Well, but also okay. when you go and buy, like because like the large queso, sorry, I'm really going off course here. The large <laughs> queso is like eight dollars. Why is it? Are so you serious? Much? Yeah. And you have to buy a side of chips with it. Which I thought back in the day, the chips came for free. They did. No, they did. They changed. Everything costs money now. Because they're like, would you like a bag of chips? I'm like, is it free? (laughs) And they're like, no. Oh, well, no, I do not want. I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I don't want guac. (laughs) Because I have to buy a $3 bag of chips. And that's the thing too, is like Chipotle is like our healthy option, but it's like, you have to afford that. And sometimes Mm. we don't talk about too, like, you know, being able to afford certain yes. things and how that yeah. impacts your confidence because I've definitely had those days when I was at my lowest and trying to figure out like what my career was going to be and mm-hmm. it, it really impacts how you feel about yourself in all facets yeah yeah absolutely having the finances to get good clothes to fit mm-hmm. like fit the way you want them yeah. to fit and like having personal style like for me that's a huge part of my self-confidence because when I am mm-hmm. dressed how I want to dress like I feel like unstoppable yes but if you don't have the means like you gotta yeah. be thrifty but there aren't that many thrifty options for plus size right. and and that's <laughs> been the negative backlash too with the body positivity movement it's like it, because it was supposed to help represent the marginalized bodies marginalized communities we we moved so far away from that right and so we're not thinking of all of the outside factors that can negatively impact how you feel about yourself so like money um health um uh, where you are are in the world like we we have to acknowledge us even being here in the states we have certain socioeconomic advances advantages that some people may not have right us even having the liberty to all have mics on the screen right now you yeah. know it's like certain things that we take for granted and right. so with you know body acceptance and body neutrality is um understanding those uh socioeconomic factors and trying to help find resources to help people right um and i think with the body positive movement we were missing the conversation from licensed professionals like doctors and you know uh dietitians nutritionists um dermatologists and um i'm happy to see now that they're starting to become part of the conversation slowly little Mm -hmm. by little you see more Mm -hmm. um people on tiktok and instagram talking about that type of stuff or like the Hayes doctors and stuff where you can actually find people that will support your Mm -hmm. at any size journey you know yeah um it's definitely a thing but also i mean like what if you can't go see a doctor (laughs) you know like that's that's such a privilege too 
Mm -hmm. So much of it. I remember back in the day, like I was so into magazines um, growing up and there would always be articles like, oh, you can still dress cute if you don't have money. And it was sort of like, okay, yeah, but what you don't have as many options. It's not like about the. I don't know. It always frustrated me because yeah. it's, it's also thrifting because that's also like a privilege to be able to like thrift and stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. buying clothes that fit you that yeah. are cute and cheap. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Do you guys uh, use Buffalo Exchange? I remember that was like my jam back in the day. There, so they there won't are, take plus times. Yeah, there's like a little, there's a little tiny like like rack of of um, plus size stuff. That's are you it. serious? Yeah, it's. I've yeah. tried to sell stuff there, and they're basically like no. And it was like newer stuff too, like from like places that I was like okay. <laughs> yeah. What? So we like do a closet sales for our our items and like sell them pretty mm -hmm. low, like um, mm -hmm. just because I feel like that's like a our version of being able to help people thrift. Yeah. But, so interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like as Atlanta is like a lot of lot of curvy bodies yeah. here. We find options. Yeah. Um, but huh. But people are doing like plus size clothing swaps and different things too. So I mean, yeah. we're like, we're maneuvering our way around it. Maybe, maybe soon, maybe in a few years, we'll be able to walk into a normal thrift store and be able right. to throw some fun things. So what's next for you? So we have BodCon. When's the next one? Okay, so the BodCon event, we're actually planning, like, as we speak, um, it will probably happen, like, during Q3 because okay. we just launched the Confidence Series. So for those of you who don't know, we uh, tapped six uh, professionals within the confidence space. So we have a few doctors. So Dr. Morgan Anderson, she focuses on relationships. You guys will love her. Her mm. book is called Love Magnet. And then we have Dr. Trevor Cates. She's a naturopathic physician, and she actually... Um, connects dots with like being in toxic relationships and how that impacts your skin, which I had no idea. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and then we have Marie Denae. She is uh, the owner and editor-in-chief of The Curvy Fashionista, um, where she's literally built a plus-size community focusing on fashion, and she's so amazing. And then I'm on it as well, where I, I'm talking, helping to guide folks just starting their journey and, you know, tapping into some of my aha moments that I had, like, in college. Um, and I feel like, if, oh, Nicole Khalil, how can I forget her? So she is known as the confident Sherpa and her section of the course is so fun because she's talking about, um, head trash and the, like, that negative self-talk, like literally you need to throw it in the trash. Um, <laughs> so just so many unique women, different walks of life, different age groups, um, all with unique point of views and perspectives on body confidence. And um, one of um, our speakers, Taryn Brumfit, she's known as the godmother of the body image movement. Um, she has a book coming out called Embrace Kids, which she's helping um, parents kind of like shift their, their thinking and their communication tactics with their children to help create create uh, a more uh, body confident body um, nurturing environment. 
And um, back in the day, not back in the day, it was like five years ago, she um, decided to po post before and after pictures of herself. But instead of the traditional after photo where you're thinner, her after photo was celebrating her um, new body, her that experienced motherhood and showing, you know, what society would deem as imperfections. And that went viral. People were so shocked. Like um, she did, she was a photographer at the time and did like the self photo shoot and it was mm -hmm. really great imagery. But at that time, no one was posting that type of content right. on Facebook like that, or is it meta now? My bad. Like, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was so like shocking and disruptive, but now we're seeing a lot of, you know, people showing their body, how they are. And so um, she's, sharing her unique perspective. And so to start the series, the course, we have you take a quiz because again, number one, some people don't even know that they have a problem, a confidence problem. Some people don't even know what confidence means, right? And so we want you to take the quiz first to see where you are in the scale of confidence. And then um, you'll watch an episode where we're talking about the issue, the problems that we're seeing in society, and ultimately guide you into taking the course, which, you know, there's a beautiful journal, digital journal with it. So it can help guide you and create that accountability for you to do the work. Very cool. Yeah. And when is that again? Sorry. So the confidence series is out. You guys can actually go to oh, you the can just do it when you yeah. want. Yeah. You take your quiz, right? You figure out where you are on the confidence. And then, you know, once you purchase the course, then it is self-guided. So there's Very a cool. six uh modules, so to speak, and there's um there's work to do with each module. So depending on, you know, how fast or slow you want to take it, some people, could, it could happen over a course of 30 days. Some people could bang it out on a weekend. So it just depends on, you know, your schedule, how you're feeling and, um, you know, spending time with the speakers and watching yeah. the content. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot one thing too. Yeah, we have yeah. an app. Right. So we literally created a like we like to call a safe space, judgment free zone. Um, it's called the Bogcon app. <laughs> um, you can download that. And um, there's a community there of like minded folks that are on their pathway to feeling more confident. But we don't just talk about confidence. We talk about fashion, beauty. We post memes, you know, just like if you just want to be in a place where you know that we're not going to have messaging that doesn't help or aid you in your journey, that's the place to go. Well, go check out the Bogcon the confidence course and the app and go make sure you're following Gabrielle. Yes. At Gab positive. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. And I just, I realized I love chatting maybe because my name is Gab. Gab. <laughs> Appropriate name. Yes. So can we talk about Saltburn or will that be too many spoilers for people? I mean, it's been out for a while now. Like, it's their fault, right? Correct. I was not as disturbed as, like, people wanted no, me we, to be. We were texting about this <laughs> because I, okay, did you watch Skins growing up? No. And that no. movie, you, the other movie you, like, told Chance me about. Mr. Ripley? No. You told me about another thing that came out, like, in 2020, and I was like, you're like, this movie's better. Do you want me to look oh. it up? Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, it just, I think because so many people were talking about how it was going to be disturbing, mm -hmm. 
I was like, wait, this isn't, that wasn't as disturbing as I thought. No, some of it, I was like, that's kind of (laughs) hot. Or just like kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, But also that I feel like that stuff like ruins it, you know, like that's how I felt about Barbie movie. Like it got ruined for me because everyone was talking about it. And so I would like when I finally watched it, I was like, wait, I know everything that happened. So now it's like not as exciting. Yeah, I still haven't watched Barbie because I was like, I've seen it on TikTok, right? You basically have. Yeah. Oh, Promising (laughs) Young Woman. Oh, well, that's her other movie. Oh, okay. The director. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's not, (laughs) it's not like Saltburn. Well, it's just, yeah, it's a thriller. I was like, I wouldn't watch that. It was a thriller. Promising Young One is really, really good. Like, but is it scary? Um, no. It's just, Saltburn's like the same thing. It's just disturbing. Oh, but it's not categorized as a thriller. Oh, okay. Um, I just think because. I checked before I watched it. People get killed, but people get killed oh, in Saltburn. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I don't know. Yeah. Saltburn's like the level that I can handle. Yeah. Promising because it's beautiful. Same. Yes. And same the thing. The soundtrack was great. The clothes were great. The actors were great. Everything about it was great. I think she always does something with her characters that's really interesting, which is like, um, she'll like cast people that specific like for promising young woman it's all about um like a woman who's like wronging the like her friend got raped mm-hmm. so she's like wronging writing the wrongs of these like men or whatever but anytime the man is like a bad guy they look like a good guy Oh. And so I feel like she does stuff like that. And she did it in Saltburn too. I thought it was really interesting. Like the like that's how I think she is different where you're getting and same with like the backgrounds, the clothes, the wardrobe, mm-hmm. the music. Like it's all very specifically picked out to be like this one whole thing. So from that perspective, I'm like, yes, it was a very good movie. But it wasn't like anything different plot wise. Than yeah. a lot of other stuff out there. I still liked it. I liked it too. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, if you watch Skins, you won't. You will probably be like, "Oh, that's mm. that's just a day in a life in Skins." Oh, okay. <laughs> Which you would probably also like that show. Okay. Well, I am looking for new TV shows. I think but... it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching right now. I'm watching Harlots. Okay. Um, because I watched Buccaneers on Apple. Yeah, Plus my dad and, told me I should watch it too. Yeah, so I'm learning more and more how much I love period pieces. Um, pieces are just the best. Yeah, I had no idea because like I missed the Dalton Abbey train, and then I started mm. watching it on Netflix, and then I got obsessed. I forgot with you it. got upset with. I forgot. I got <laughs> obsessed. obsessed. <laughs> um, then I watched the movie. And then I started Gilded Age. Gilded Age is great, but also um, bad at the same time. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah so then I found Buccaneers on Apple Plus and I watched that in a day and then is it just one season yes okay eight episodes I need they left us on a cliffhanger of course um so it better come back around Harlots be- is what on Hulu on Hulu and okay. so it was recommended on Apple Plus as but it's a re- like- isn't it like a real sorry I'm interrupting, but it's like a real based on a real story right if it is I missed that part 
Okay. Like based on kind of like Gilded Age is like based on real yeah, people. Yeah, it's based it's based on yeah, it's like because I don't remember the number anymore, but the first episode it tells you how the percentage of women who survived by prostitution in London okay. at the year it I should know the year, um, 17, <laughs> whatever. Um, and so it's all about the houses. Okay. The it's madams the, and everything or whatever. The bods. You know, yeah. We had them in Chicago too. Oh, well, Rentals. well, I need a show about it. Like on the South side, because originally like the South side, you know, we're all up like Prairie Row. Have you been uh-huh. over there? Like yeah, all the mansions? Yeah, you still live over there. Yeah. Would you like walk over? You literally, I lived across the street. Oh, yeah. I lived on 18th of Michigan. I almost lived actually in there, like in a um, a loft there, but I chose the one on the corner instead. They're beautiful houses. I love them. I used to be like, one day I'll live over here. That's like where the fields lived and like all the like prominent families of Chicago. Yeah. Wild. That used to be brothels. Well, they had like one over there. I'm sure for all for the men. Yeah. You know, because they can't yeah. go too far. Yeah. Because also it'd be hard to get around because all I got yeah. is like a little horse. Horse buggies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Because I can't even imagine my UPS was at like the UPS center. My package was. And they're like, yeah, you can go get it from there. And I looked. It was six miles. Oh, that's far. I was like, ah. That you would take you like two days. Day? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not a horse. How long do no. you think that would take? I don't know. It's an hour on public transportation. So maybe on a horse, like two hours. Yeah, I'm not a horse girl, so I don't I'm know. Not a, yeah, I'm not a horse girl either. I used to be one. Like you liked reading about horses? No, like I used to ride. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like like the girls in school who like were really into horses, you know, and, and love like... purple. Mm, horse girls. I is... feel like horse girls and purple girls are different. Really? Yeah. So I hated the color purple. But it was really because I love the color purple. I realized like I was constantly coloring in purple. And I was like, oh, wait, you actually love purple. It's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> so was I a horse girl or was I a, a secret purple girl? I think you were a secret purple girl. <laughs> I think purple purple girls and horse girls are, are different. Yeah. Those are two different interests because purple is an interest. <laughs> it is. What you know you? I'm right. You know I'm right. What were you? I was more into like um fairies and oh like that kind of unicorns, rainbow bright. I was really oh okay, yeah, yeah. I wasn't that girl. More into that stuff for sure. American girl loved. Oh, yeah. I loved period pieces back, back in the then. day. <laughs> really loved American girl. <sighs> Man. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome for that combo. What kind of girl are you? <laughs> let us know. Just, I mean, you can let us know, though. You I can. was being obnoxious, but yeah, let us know. We want to know. Yeah. DM so, us. yeah, TMS. So, we are going to change up this podcast a little bit and we hope you guys are okay with it because <laughs> we're doing it and we hope you're you're cool with it going along with it um but Alex and I were a little stressed yeah. with the podcast and we realized like we were fighting hard to talk some episodes like you know we didn't have a lot going on 
all the time because we'd have an episode every Friday and then we'd have two episodes on Patreon. Mm -hmm. So what we decided to do is do the first and third Friday of the month episode will come out like normal. We're going to give you more. We're going to give you more in-depth things, more detail. Like longer, longer, longer episodes, episodes, just more. Yeah. And then we're going to also do two episodes on Patreon a month because, you know, sometimes we there's things we can't say on here. Yeah. I think that Patreon is going to be a place where we talk more about we go more in depth on depth. Maybe we'll talk about being a vampire on there, you know. (laughs) If you watch Saltburn. If you know, you know. If yeah. Um, but I hope you guys are cool with it. And then we're gonna, we promise you, most of you guys found us on social media. We're gonna bring our attention back to there so we can connect with you guys on a daily basis, not just once a week. So we're doing this to give you guys our very best versions of ourselves. And we hope you like it. Better content. Yeah, better content, better ingredients better pizza papa john okay <laughs> better ingredients better episodes <laughs> swipe that better pizza oh pizza sounds good pizza does sound good we should go get pizza mm. no okay <laughs> um well that was rude me saying that yeah right now you want to go get pizza maybe i don't know i'm in my pajamas <laughs> me well i'm not i'm in my clothes still Okay, we'll (laughs) talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at SwipeBat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search SwipeBat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.